Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Interlude, episode 13.5. The last handful of weeks have definitely been uh, busy. It's been a strange summer, really. Uh, lots of things going on in the family, um, whether it's uh, medically related, whether it's stuff going on at home, whether it's things going on at work, um, whether it's just me being tired and lazy and not necessarily sitting down and doing the podcast like I should. Regardless of how you want to slice it, it's been a summer and um, in some ways probably not one we'd love to remember. The last two or three weeks uh, have definitely had some things that are worth mentioning as they are definitely things that are affecting our lives in somewhat a significant way. Some good, some bad, some sad, some glad. The, uh, the sad one I'll put up first is uh, there is a loved one, a family member of my wife's on her side of the family that passed away uh, this past weekend. Uh, not entirely unexpected, but it's certainly sad nonetheless to see somebody uh, move beyond this mortality. Um, I'm not going to go into much more or really any more detail in this interlude episode, but in my next episode, I'm actually going to put some emphasis and focus on at least the concept of passing. So let's move beyond that for at least this podcast at this time. Uh, a few more things that have gone on. Uh, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before or not. We did finally watch and finish the third season of Stranger Things. That was very enjoyable. Uh, it, was a, it was a nice distraction. Another thing that uh, just recently, like within the last two days, uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, Skillet, I think they're technically considered a, a Christian rock band. Regardless of how you want to cut it, they just released a new album. And it has been fantastic. I still haven't listened to all the songs on it, but I have thoroughly enjoyed what I've listened to there. It's uh, upbeat music, yet inspirational lyrics. It's kind of a nice hybrid of that. So that's been great. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Emily, another one of my all-time favorite artists, I've mentioned her before, released a new single uh, this last week, and that was also really good. And uh, a little bit uh, less upbeat and fast-paced, but... Uh, her music is always very soothing to me and uh, often inspirational, actually. So, very good. And one of the kind of silly things. So, we uh, recently moved, well, recently being relative, in the last three years, we moved into this house. And when we had it built, we didn't completely finish out where the driveway is. So, we've got a driveway leading up to the garage, but there's a section on the side of the house that I think is referred to like an RV slab or something. It's, kind of an extra piece that you can put concrete in. We did not have the builders put in for us because of the cost. After we moved in, we had it bid out and it was ludicrously expensive, so we still didn't do it. So we've been cultivating this impressive weed bed and uh, finally decided uh, at the beginning of this summer that we were just gonna bite the bullet and get it done. So we had somebody come out, we had somebody bid it, we finally settled in on getting it to happen. And this week they started Ironically, the day before they came out, the city stopped by, and we've got some city ordinances and codes and blah, 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 and some of which are, you can't have weeds of a certain amount over a certain height and blah, blah, blah. I really don't know all the specifics. All I know is apparently somebody was upset and we were breaking the rules. And so the day after the city came and gave us this notice and gave us umpteen weeks to get it solved, uh, the 
construction concrete guys came out and leveled all of the ground to get ready for this concrete. Now, most of the rest of our yard, front and back, is, is grass besides where this cement's going to go. But in the back of my house, there is a slightly higher elevation portion than most of my yard where we are planning on putting on some kind of structure, a porch uh, or a deck or something. And so I haven't done anything with it. And the weeds have gotten seriously out of control. We've had a very, very wet winter and uh, spring into the summer. And the weeds have harnessed, thrived, and taken advantage of the fact that we've had a really busy summer. So I went out there this morning to try to, to uh, cut these things down. And I, I got to say, I have an amazing uh, lawnmower. It's an electric battery-powered one. But uh, I am apparently horrifically out of shape. I was out there for about 45 minutes trying to mow these weeds down that were literally, no exaggeration, my height. So, you know what? I don't care if it was the city who noticed or if it was a neighbor. I think I kind of deserved to be ratted out on this because it was nasty. So uh, me and one of my boys went out there and uh, my two of my oldest boys started working on it yesterday. And we finally got them cut down to something that's less terrifying but uh, anyways just a funny little distraction so speaking of distractions most of these interlude episodes i like to put in a top five and for this one i'm going to do something slightly different my oldest son and i have been talking about how recently and and i and i attest the, a lot of what's going on uh, as as it affects our moods is that he and I have been struggling with uh, with our anxiety and other you know emotional, psychological, neurological roller coaster things uh, over the last month or two, and sometimes it's difficult to not only recognize when you're struggling with that, but what to do with it. And I read a fantastic line recently, something to the effect of, you know, we all uh, face things in life that have to be faced, they have to be addressed, they have to be understood, and you've got to either move through them, beyond them, over them, whatever the case may be, to continue on with this existence. But it's also important to realize that you can't necessarily carry them with you all the time, regardless of their importance. It's like the idea of you know, if everything in your life is a marble, those marbles, each one of them, vary in importance. That doesn't mean you should disregard them, but that doesn't mean you need to carry them with you all the time. You've got to figure out a way of dumping that jar out of those marbles and pick up the ones you need to deal with at the time. And so my boy and I, my oldest boy, my, my oldest son, we came up with a list of things that we are going to try to do. We're going to do one of them each day for a week. And then the next week we kind of hit the reset and, and redo them. Uh, we'll do them in a random order. We came up with a list of things we're hoping that will help us to kind of offload that burden of uh, marbles, if you will, and try to become less anxious and maybe more pleasant to be around. Because I am not a pleasant person sometimes, maybe more often than I'd like to admit. And I'm hoping that this will help. So I'm sharing this with you because I'm also hoping this will help hold me accountable to do these things. And hopefully this will influence my son and I and, and others as well. So here's the seven things we came up with. They're small, they're simple. And perhaps you could even do all seven every day, but we're starting in a, again, small and simple place. So here's the seven in no particular order. Item number one is meditation. Now that can take a lot of different forms. One of my earlier, uh, I think it was an interlude podcast, I talked a little bit about uh, basics of uh, meditation, but 
again, just, you know, a Gregorian chants, no music, no sound, silence, uh, sit in the full lotus and destroy your knees, whatever you want to call it, and however you're going to do it, but meditation. And number two is what I lovingly refer to as the data dump method, where you set a timer for whatever period of time makes sense, one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, and you either pull out a pen, or for me, I prefer a computer, uh, open up a Word document, shrink the text or font size down to one, so you can't even see it. And when you start that timer, you type everything that goes on in your head without stopping. You're not allowed to hit the backspace key. You're not allowed to stop moving your fingers. Spelling doesn't matter. Grammar doesn't matter. The idea is to just get absolutely everything in your mind out. And I will tell you what, I have done this a number of times in the course of my life. And one of those times I went back and actually reread what I had typed. And I'm completely nuts because... It made zero sense. My brain is a jumbled disaster. Uh, but it was entertaining, if nothing else. Usually at the end of this kind of exercise, you're supposed to delete it as kind of a, uh, a, a show that, you know, I've got this out. It's obviously, you know, served its purpose. Now I'm able to delete it and move on. Item number three is some like hardcore rigorous exercising. We're not talking like, you know, a little stretching or anything like that. We're talking like take yourself and push yourself. Sweat hard and heavy and, you know, move on. And that's one of the items that's on our list. Uh, the fourth item, we refer to it as the nature walk. And the idea behind this one is, you know, right now, summer, it's hot. We broke 100 degrees a couple of times. And I'll be honest with you, not a big fan of heat. Once you get past 65, just don't even ask me the temperature. I find it unpleasant. And so uh, the idea here is, is that once it gets a little darker, a little later in the evening, to just go outside and, and walk a few blocks. And just, I don't know, enjoy being outside. Uh, we live in an area of the state where it's not too bad, even when the smog really settles in uh, and the air quality is not great. Right where we live, it's, it's actually typically pretty good. And so it's nice to be able to breathe some of that fresh air, especially when that evening air settles in and the temperature begins to drop again. Uh, the item five is service. Now, there's a caveat on this one, and that is, You've got to perform this service in such a manner that either A, it's completely anonymous, or B, it's done in such a way that the, the person or people that you're performing this service for cannot repay you. It's got to be about as selfless as it can get. Uh, I mentioned in one of my earlier podcasts that uh, you know, serving other people is typically one of the best ways to achieve peace. And I think peace is really the opposite of anxiety. So it's a good uh, concept. Item number six is small goal success. I can't think of a better word for it. The idea here is um, recently in my job at work, uh, within the last few years, I've entered into management. And one of the really odd things about being in management and moving out of being the individual contributor is as an individual contributor, you know your day-to-day -day tasks. Do this, pick up this. This is when you have to be done with this. But when you enter into management, a lot of that goes away, at least initially, and you're kind of left with a sense of, well, fight the fires when they come up, help this person, help these people, train these people, figure out ways of improving. And so sometimes it's difficult at the end of the day to say, did I accomplish anything? That is often, I think, true in life, especially for those of us that are extremely rigid in our routines. And so one of the, the, the concepts behind a small goal success is that at the end of the previous day or in the morning of the day of, come up with something small that is achievable. Now, it's not something you would normally do day to day, but it could be like, and this is something I've set for myself, today I want to learn something I did not know before. 
And I set this as a goal for myself often. When I go to bed or right as I'm about to go to bed, I pick a topic. I open Wikipedia or some other site that's at least reasonably trustworthy and say, okay, I'm going to study this topic for 10 minutes until I feel confident that I have learned something new. And to me, that actually feels really good at the end of the day because no matter how good or bad the day was, I always felt like I achieved something. So item six was small goal success. And the final one, I don't have a good name for. We could call it like a counseling session. There are members of my family that go to see psychologists or psychiatrists. And it's interesting because sometimes the wisdom that comes from these individuals isn't always that grand or meaningful or even useful. Well, I'd say it's useful, but sometimes it's not so much thinking outside the box. But those family members who attend these always seem better afterwards. And I often think that it's because they've had an opportunity to get something off their chest. They've been able to say, hey, here's the stuff that's just all pent up that I feel like I haven't been able to tell anyone. So I'm just going to tell you. And so this is this is the seventh item on our list where uh, I have a, a small room in my house that I call a library. And I think I can justifiably say that all it contains is books and two chairs. But anyways, um, you know, one of us will sit in here and we'll pick a different member of the family and just say, OK, I'm setting the timer for five minutes. You can't say anything. You can't judge nothing. I am just going to spill my guts for five minutes. Go. Uh, we'll see how this goes. So there's the seven things I've shared. And I uh, hope you have a spectacular week. And it's late and I'm tired. So I'm going to be hitting the sack myself here shortly, hopefully. And the last little thing is if at first you don't succeed, you're not Chuck Norris. <laughs>